a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Well, hello, uh, Metal Bed listeners. Uh, we we want to send our uh, condolences on this uh, Monday following uh, a new episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, I know it took me by surprise. Um, a lot of us here in the Not All Bad Studios are in grieving right now. Yeah, I'm um, very sad. Yeah. Um, after John Blow and Ariana Grande uh, got in that <laughs> fight, uh, I really wasn't sure what to think um but raisin bran uh his his perspective on things really gave me hope for the the way the series is going to turn for the second half of the final season my Um, my favorite my very favorite character has died um i'm sure many of you can say the same um after seeing the episode last night i am just so melancholy i can't i'm just in a deep dark depression my and, and in fact, I think the worst part for me is that my least favorite character survived. Um, who, who is and, that? Who's your least favorite character? Um, you know, I I really hate him enough that I I don't like to say his name out loud. Actually, um, that's the reason that I'm not saying his name. Voldemort. And oh, it it just it chills me to my bones to even think about how much I hate him. Uh, and <laughs> it it makes me uncomfortable that he got to live. While our beloved um, uh, men and women who have been vying for this throne, uh, they've they've really gone far in the game. Uh, the and game I, of thrones, it, that is. I, you know, there's only one throne, and it almost bothers me that thrones is plural. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, that's that's something that I'm surprised is not addressed more frequently. Actually, on the show, uh, I would actually appreciate a fourth wall break where they. Uh, directly address the audience and discuss how they regret naming it Game of Thrones plural because it it seems um, uh, misrepresentative it's of a what's misnomer. going on. Absolutely, uh, <clears throat> for sure. That's what that's um, the tragedy I'm most sad about today. Mm, yeah, um, as they're fighting all the uh, dragons and elves, um, I so many elves. The, the, the new uh, battle coming up. Um, uh, the the dwarves and elves are teaming together. And the dwarves, yeah, yeah. Um. I'll never forget. I'll never forget my favorite dwarves and elves in the show. They're all gone now, and it's it really sad. I loved them. The dwar- all the dwarves and elves, and and there's only so many dwarves, so many elves, <laughs> only one throne. This is your <laughs> Game of Thrones podcast. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> no, um, speaking of things that are facing an untimely death, welcome to Unlucky episode number 13 of Not All Bad, Ooh. and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is Paul, who didn't realize it was 13, but now has that hanging over his head and mind for the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening to Not All Bad, uh, this is basically an echo chamber. Uh, this is where Paul and I come to complain about what's been bugging us lately, and after i guess first of all we each take a turn ranting on a topic that we picked and then after that we collaborate to rant on a topic that we randomly draw from a digital hat and after that we like to cap off the show with an equally passionate i guess you could call it like a jab fest (laughs) at uh at what's made us smile recently and if you guys want to get in touch with us, uh, you can always reach us on Twitter at NotAllBadShow. I think we're up to eight followers, and uh, as per usual, I'd love to get us up to nine or ten by uh, this next week. Walking I will eight. say, <laughs> the legitimately, the, the Twitter might be as funny, if not significantly funnier than the show, so I actually recommend that you guys head there, both for supplemental uh, material for rants, uh, and also just for general uh, funniness. Uh, and then also, don't forget that you can email the show at not all bad. Oh man, I messed it's that up. Tough, right? The Twitter, the Twitter <laughs> oh, and the email thing—they both Woo! have an at symbol. The, the at, but end. it's in a different place. Yeah. That was rough. It's a pain. Uh, it's <laughs> it is not all bad show at gmail.com. Nailed it. Uh, you can just 
generally talk to us. We'd love a friend or two. Uh, but also, more importantly, you can email your rant ideas uh, to that email. Uh, put in the subject line, random rant idea, and we will add it to the mix. And then we would love to rant on what's getting y'all's jimmies and a rustle on the show. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you can also like us on SoundCloud. Uh, we would really, really like it if you subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you left a rating and review on iTunes, that would be super cool. We've got nine now, I believe. Let's get that to double digits. That'd be awesome. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify if you want to listen to us while you're not listening to us right now, if you so choose. Uh, but that's where you can find us and how you can get into contact with us. I was listening to the most recent episode and you, I'm sorry, I went first last time, yeah. so it's your turn to go first now. The burden is on you. You must carry that weight upon your shoulders. Your turn to go right. first, Paul. I would love to start first, Zach. Um, hey, Zach, I can't eat worth shit. Um, <laughs> okay. I, anytime I eat... I'm excited to see where this one's going. Just... I cannot stop myself from spilling food or drink on myself and staining all my clothes. Anytime I eat some sort of sandwich, it may not even be a juicy sandwich, but somehow the juice will find a way to accumulate at the end of the sandwich and right when I'm not expecting it, drip down and put a tomato red stain on my work shirt. Um, I... Eh, Anytime I eat any sort of chip with a dip, whether that be queso or salsa, I can promise you that my pants will be ruined. Um, and it's it's becoming a problem. And this is more... I don't know if this is a rant against myself or against food. It's more of a rant of confusion because I don't know what changed. I don't feel like I always sucked at eating. But now I suck at eating and I get food on myself. Sometimes I'll drink water. It'll just be plain water, the the liquid we need to live. And I'll just forget how to drink and I'll gag and like cough up water onto myself. This happens more <laughs> frequently than I'd like to admit. And, and I'll even like, I will try to drink out of a wide glass quickly to where it's running down the sides of my face onto my shirt. <laughs> and I do that all the time. You're not it's alone like, in that one. I don't, I don't know if I forgot from the day before that it didn't work last time. But again, I just try to drink too quickly every day and it just drips down onto me. And it's it's a problem that I don't know how to stop, but I should because I've been on this earth for quite a few years and I think I used to be better and so somehow I've gotten progressively worse. The water thing is completely relatable. I I typically avoid staining my clothes with food. Uh, but the water thing, I, I relate to 100%. Like, you'll be drinking a glass of water, and suddenly the ice will shift, and it will just pour, like, a quarter of the glass down your shirt. And then you look like a big, dumb baby with a wet shirt sitting at the dinner table. I hate that. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I. First of all, I really appreciate that you could uh, sit here and brag to me about how good of an eater you are. I'm very um, good at eating. Clearly, I <laughs> I really don't know how it happened, but I I am telling you, Zach, lately, anytime I eat, no matter what I'm eating, it could be the driest food, I'll get crumbs all over myself to where <laughs> there's just like greasy salt stains, where I'll get, very frequently, it's like queso or guacamole or something just like oh, lands yeah. on my pants and my <laughs> attempts to get it out, just rub it in really deep, and I am a I am a crummy boy. I do end up with crumbs a lot because I just eat so fast. Yeah, I think so I, I I understand that part. That might be my issue. In a weird way, I simultaneously pride myself on knowing how to balance things on chips or know how to hold things perfectly, as if I think I'm skilled at this. And then I prove myself wrong every time. But I I somehow weirdly take pride in thinking that I'm skilled at this. But I. <laughs> I'm clearly not. <laughs> the truth comes out. I mean, this is all about addressing your demons on the show, so I'm proud of you. I can't tell you how many times at work I've just had a water bottle and I'll just like drink out of it as one does when one is thirsty and as one I, does. I just go into a coughing fit 
for a couple minutes <laughs> and it's it's water this shouldn't be hard at all uh but this i'm in a crisis zach i don't know how to solve this because these are basic human functions that i feel like a thousand years ago they probably had down how to eat and even me five years ago i feel like i had down how to eat but some maybe i'm just remembering it wrong because i've just somehow gotten worse and I should have listened to my mom every time she told me that I was using bad manners. I was just like, whatever, mom. I'm a high school boy who likes to eat like a gross man. Uh, but <laughs> Have you ever tried um, – so typically when you have a, a bottle of water, I guess what I usually do is I, I, I drink it. But maybe you're Astonishing. inhaling it. Maybe you're, maybe you're just trying to breathe the water. That legitimately might be the issue. Sometimes I don't even need water. I can just be sitting somewhere and breathe in, and I guess I've accumulated an <laughs> excess of spit in my mouth and somehow managed to to throw that using my breath against the back of my throat and into my lungs. <laughs> and then it leads to a coughing fit, and people wonder if I'm dying. It's like, well, maybe, but I also just suck at breathing. That's um, the worst thing, too, right? Like when you're like bent over in your chair red in the face because you're choking on your own saliva <laughs> and somebody's like oh my god are you okay and you have to just say like i'm, I'm fine i'm fine i'm, just, I'm totally fine yeah, i hate exactly. that it's the worst uh i actually end up spilling water down my shirt at work all the time because i drink uh i drink a lot of water just sitting at my desk and i put a lot of ice in the water bottle and so that creates a lot of condensation on the on the bottle, and the condensation just always drips all over me. So if <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water, I have to make sure that I'm not getting up to go anywhere in the next 15 minutes while I leave it time to dry, or else I'll just look like a big baby, a big dumb baby. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> One of the worst things for me is maybe while I'm at lunch at work or eating lunch at my desk, whatever you have, uh, and I get water on, or not water uh, i get food on my shirt or on my pants for some reason i always think it's a good idea to go into the bathroom and like make a paper towel wet and try to wipe it off and <laughs> big I, mistake I, I don't know if it's worse that i look like i've peed myself or if i look like i don't know how to eat i don't know which is worse because because peeing yeah. yourself i feel like is something that comes with age and maybe that's like uh, yeah, he's getting older. He can't control his bladder or his release <laughs> of urine. Twenty-four-year-old has just pissed himself again. <laughs> getting old. I don't know which is worse between that and like, like, did this kid ever learn how to freaking eat? Like, what is wrong with him? I don't know which is worse. Uh, and maybe the worst thing is when I get my pants wet and the stain is still there, so it looks like I just peed onto a stain on myself. That's pretty but, much what happens every time, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You it can is. never fully get the stain out with water, and you can never get the stain out and avoid making your pants really wet. <laughs> it's always the middle ground, which is the worst of both worlds. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty short-lived. I'd, <laughs> I just feel pretty strongly about it, Zach. Well, I, I can relate to uh, a significant portion of what you brought to mind today. Um, so, so that's fair. I, I wish you luck. I wish I had more advice. I really don't have much advice. You, listeners, please email me at not at gmail.com or tweet at the Twitter. I, any advice you have on how to handle, uh, eating or drinking, um, or, or ways to mitigate the results of poor eating and drinking. It's all welcome. Uh, I would appreciate any help that anyone can offer me. We're a safe community here, and we welcome uh, <laughs> constructive criticism and, and support for one another. Paul, I've got a pretty weird rant today. Um, mm. This might be one of the most obscure <laughs> obscure rants I've ever delivered in the short history of this show. And I will also say this is the most excited I've ever been to deliver a topic today on the program. Wow, that's a big deal. I am amped to talk about this today um, <laughs> so i was talking with a co-worker the other day okay and we were discussing year 3000 the hit song by the jonas brothers oh of course i was not aware that this song by the jonas brothers was actually a cover did you know this now that you mention it 
back in my tween days, I vaguely <laughs> remember a lot of early Jonas Brothers songs being almost secular covers of... You know, I can't remember. It's either of songs that were inappropriate and they made more appropriate versions, or they were Christian yep. songs that they made secular versions of. I actually can't remember which it is. Well, it's probably both. Let's be real. But <laughs> in this particular case, it is the the first, the former. Okay. This is the Jonas Brothers taking a slightly, a very slightly <clears throat> more inappropriate song and uh, covering it for their own kid-friendly audience. Now... They were talking about, uh, me and this coworker were talking about this song, and I had no idea it was a cover. So I immediately went, and on my drive home that day from work, I listened to the original. The original is by the band Busted, off the eponymous album, Busted. And I find it much better than the original. I mean, I'm sorry, I find the original must, much better than the cover. I think the Busted version is, is better than the Jonas Brothers version. We'll get into why in a second. Um, I, I like the vocals better. I think the, the heavier instrumentals that Busted brings to the door is uh, is better. There's only a, a, a like a minor difference in the lyrics, but it. <laughs> we'll get to that later because you know we're going line by line through this <laughs> thing. But oh please, basically that's how I that's how I got into this rant topic. Okay, I was talking about it with a coworker. I found out it was a cover. I listened to the original. I thought the original was great. It got stuck in my head. And I have listened to it every single day, at least once, really? in okay. preparation for this rant today. So That's commitment. It, it is. I, it is I, commitment. I also stained my shirt every day leading up to this for two weeks in preparation for my rant. So well, look at us. We very, just <laughs> very, very passionate about the, the show that we put forth. So much passion. Let's talk about the first verse of year 3000. Um, if, if you don't remember it, it goes like this. Both both versions, both Busted and Jonas Brothers. One okay. day when I came home at lunchtime, I heard a funny noise. Went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those rowdy boys. Stood there was my neighbor called Peter and a flux capacitor. This verse sucks in both <laughs> versions. This verse is a tremendous waste of lyrical real, uh, real I just, estate. I just sucked on my uh, spit and coughed. Um, perfect. Really, really committed to the bit. Uh, please, please continue. You know, I have to keep that in the show now. I can't edit that out because you, because you riffed on it. (laughs) Back to my point. This first verse is a huge waste of lyrical real estate. Everything that they say is a complete waste of my time. One day when I came home at lunchtime, why do I care about when you came home? There, the, the time frame at which you came home is completely irrelevant to the development of the storyline the song puts forth. Went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those rowdy boys. Am I, am I expected to know? Is there some sort of lore that goes along with Jonas Brothers and or busted songs that consistently refer to this group of rowdy boys? Who are the rowdy boys? I've never given this extensive thought, but now I'm really curious. Are these friends of the the writers that's like oh look at those rowdy boys of mine they're out in the yard or is it like oh these rowdy boys are always invading my yard and like being rowdy out there like i can't god (laughs) only knows because there's no other context it's as if it's it's like busted and jonas brothers are saying hey you know yeah you know you know those rowdy boys you know you know what i'm talking about (laughs) we don't we don't kevin joe and nick or the, the members of the band Busted, who I don't know, because they're not nearly as famous. I don't know who those rowdy boys are. Stood there was my neighbor called Peter. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a complete waste of a line. Who cares? It, it, it is never mentioned. This the, the, These people traveled a thousand years in the future, and the Peter Peter is not mentioned again. What single another time? I don't. They don't mention think Peter. It rhymes with a different line, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not even like for the rhyme scheme. They're playing pretty fast and loose with the rhyme scheme here. There is one, but yes, you're correct. Peter doesn't rhyme with anything. Stood there was my neighbor called Peter. Treat. It's almost like Peter's not a person. It's like yeah, that, that's that almost, my dog. We call him Peter. That, that almost reminds me of like a biblical reference, and that's like. Simon is called Peter. It's like, mm. like, like, good point. 
Maybe why, that's where this is coming from. Why, why say he's called Peter? Is he named Peter? Is that not he's his just, real name? Just, it just is Peter. <laughs> it's, it, does he go by his middle name? It's his first name, like Roger or something? <laughs> but he prefers he prefers his middle name, Peter? I don't know. There's no telling with this. It, it makes no sense. What I'm, hearing, about, what I'm hearing from you is that maybe we needed more details in this worthless verse. <laughs> no, what we needed was a transition of focus. This entire ex, exposition verse is is completely irrelevant it's worthless nobody cares that you were at home at lunchtime no one knows who the rowdy boys are nobody knows who peter is i propose this change all right we're gonna go line by line through this first verse i got a change for you one day when i was a boy my life changed no ones be leaving me went on a time trip to the future begins with a doorbell ring stood there was my neighbor a professor and a flux capacitor that makes way more sense than the remain like whatever else they had. You don't need any exposition on who Peter is. You just need to know this guy's a professor. This this professor is qualified to create a flux capacitor. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares that you were home for lunchtime. People want to hear one day when I was a boy, my life changed. That sound that provides some oomph, some some emphasis to the song, right? Yeah. No one's be leaving me. He came back to the present and no one believes him. He has to tell his story. This this special narrative has to be told through the lens of a song because his peers and accomplices, they don't they don't believe him. This guy didn't go to year 3000 according to them. <laughs> this that first verse that I just rewrote is is way better than what the Jonas brothers and Busted were were putting forth, okay? It, it makes way more sense. It's much better exposition. Let's move on. Okay. The chorus. Okay, here's here's the first and the most minor of the lyrical changes between the cover and the original. The Jonas Brothers says, he said, I've been to the year 3000. Not much has changed, but they lived underwater. And your great, great, great granddaughter is doing fine. That's what the Jonas Brothers say. Busted gets a little wet and wild with it. They say, your great, great, great granddaughter is pretty fine. So oh. you you went all the way a thousand years in the future and you have to come back and just put me on blast? Like, I guess I have good genes, thanks. But I would really appreciate you treating my granddaughter with more respect. She's more than an object, you know. <laughs> so that's the chorus. That's one of the very few differences in the lyrics we've got. Uh, let's move on to, uh, I believe this is the second verse. Okay. And this is the this is a major lyrical difference. This is the only other difference in the lyrics in the song, but it's massive. Okay. Here, here's what the Jonas brothers say. He took me to the future in the flux thing and I saw everything. Boy bands and another one and another one and another one. Terrible lyric. And the girls there with round hair like Star Wars float above the floor. That's Jonas brothers. You may be thinking to yourself that means nothing. That's completely meaningless. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You would be correct. <laughs> the reason that that last line and the girls there with round hair like Star Wars float above the floor is totally worthless is because here's how that verse goes for the busted version. He took me to the future in the flux thing and I saw everything. Boy bands and another one and another one and another one. Triple breasted women swim around <laughs> town totally naked. That is way more <laughs> rad than the, what the Jonas Brothers brought to the table. That is way more cool. And I am here for triple-breasted women swimming around town totally naked. But girls with there with round hair like Star Wars float above the floor? What does that mean? Hey, JB, JB, point to any Star Wars movie, okay? There's now eight going on nine. Show me one of them where girls there have round hair and float above the floor. You can't, there's none of them exist. That's not a thing that happens in Star Wars, Jonas Brothers. Now, triple breasted women, that's, uh, that's a total recall reference. So there is a point of reference in cinema for the triple breasted women, but girls there with round hair, like Star Wars float above the floor. I don't think so. doesn't happen. What's funny is I think they're getting at princess Leia with her massive (laughs) buns. I am specifically (laughs) talking about her hair. Uh, That's she has a good a fl- point. She has a flowing dress. I can't tell. That's a very uh, good point, actually. You're, uh, but, you're probably right. <laughs> but I will say there's something funny about them calling it round because there's part of me that's kind of like they're just thinking about these triple-breasted women. They're like, how can we 
like <laughs> rephrase this and they're like what how to make round this triple round breasts we'll just keep the round and say it's hair that's kind of how i see the thought process going you know like star wars <laughs> you know the more i'm sure I I don't know if there's any more to go in terms of the lyric comparison, but there the, is one more. But, thing. but the, the 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 thing that I'm noticing is they didn't make that much effort to change the lyrics specifically. It's like so far they've taken out two vaguely sexual things. One of them just saying someone's fine. That's not really sexual. They could have kept that in. Really, that's not even kid inappropriate. Yeah, that's. That's just like barely like, oh, we're not trying to objectify people. Like, okay, whatever. I, I, <laughs> but like, if you're going to go through the trouble of taking credit for someone else's song and changing the lyrics to justify it being more appropriate, I feel like you can change a lot more than than two phrases so far <laughs> among dozens and dozens of phrases. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, so I mean, that, that, that's what we're dealing with here. Okay. okay. Right. So Jonas Brothers have, have, have made, that's the biggest transition lyrically by far. Uh, there's only, I, I misspoke earlier. There's actually a third that I forgot about until I just checked my notes. Okay. Uh, I can't, I don't have the lyric written down exactly, but the Jonas Brothers say, uh, every, they they say everybody bought our seventh album, it outsold Kelly Clarkson. This is a reference to events they've noticed in the year three thousand. Busted, but so no shade to Kelly Clarkson, right? Great artist, incredible music career, tons of sales, no disrespect here. But Busted's lyric was, uh, "Everybody bought our seventh album, it." outsold Michael Jackson. That's a whole nother echelon above Kelly Clarkson. Like no shade to Kelly. Okay. Good job to miss Kelly, miss Clarkson, but busted had the audacity, the bravery to say that they, their seventh album, a thousand years in the future was able to outsell Michael Jackson. I don't think so. Busted. No one even knows that your song was covered. They think that's a Jonas brothers original. So you really missed the called shot saying that you would outsell Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. I I believe that at some point in time, I, there's probably a JB album that, that beat out Kelly Clarkson on the Billboard Hot 100. But Michael Jackson and Busted, I don't think so. A bold prediction that turned out to be a very cold take. You know, it's, it's funny. So first of all, you're right. Like Kelly Clarkson is someone I vaguely remember maybe watching a couple music videos on a computer as an eight-year-old. But then, like, no one's talking about Kelly Clarkson anymore unless it's roundabout through a Jonas Brothers song, frankly. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But, and so I I feel like the Jonas Brothers could have had more foresight to, to choose someone more bold, although maybe they were safe in doing that. But also, frankly, if the theme is them censoring out potentially inappropriate things they might have had the most foresight of anyone saying we don't want to brag about beating out michael jackson they were ahead of the curve because now it's it's really popular to say that you hate michael jackson because of um the the things that it's become abundantly clear that he did with uh young boys but but but, oh we were having a we were having a fun (laughs) time here and it's just not it just got a lot less fun I apologize, and I'm going to push forward as if that wasn't a really depressing thing to bring up. And Perfect. but but that is such a, it's more ambitious to bring that up. But they're almost ahead of their time by thinking, you know, twenty years from now, we might be proud to say that we didn't compare ourselves to Michael Jackson. That's kind of ahead <laughs> of their time, frankly. Yeah, they were they had a lot of foresight. I agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of foresight, I've got one final point related to the song and then we can get off this topic that I was just so excited to speak about today. (laughs) So let's return to the chorus. I've been to the year 3000, not much has changed, but they lived underwater. That raises to me two massive red flags. First of all, I'm sorry, but not much has changed in a thousand years. What was the year 1019 like? How much has changed since 1019? How much has changed between 1019 and zero? 19 BC. 
I would say a hell of a lot. So a, a lot has changed between the Roman Empire and William the Conqueror in 1066. And all, God knows how much has changed since William the Conqueror and the atomic bomb and the Vietnam War and the internet. <laughs> but you're telling me that not much has changed between now 2019 or whenever the song came out, 2003 or whatever, and the year 3000? That's depressing. <laughs> to me, that's not a positive note. That That's a bad thing. We should expect. I should be able to travel a thousand years in the future, and my entire vision of everything that I have ever experienced is just rocked to its core. I shouldn't be able to function in a society that has advanced a thousand years. If you bring some knight from 1066 to today's time, they would kill themselves in an instant. They would put that sword through their head because they couldn't understand memes and music videos. And you expect me to believe that not much has changed between now and the year 3000? Are you kidding me? You know, what's even kind of funny is for a lighthearted, optimistic song, they bring up living underwater. We're getting to that. (laughs) We will get to that. And I can't think of that as being a positive thing, no matter how you spin it. That's my next point. That's my <laughs> next point is what sort of horrible cataclysmic, cataclysmic apocalyptic event had to have taken place for not only zero technological progress to have taken place, but now everybody is forced to reside underneath the layer of the ocean. Some shit has really gone south in the next thousand years, and the Jonas Brothers and Busted, their premonition is worrisome to me. I'm quite concerned. Peter? I don't I wish I wish I had I wish I wish their neighbor called Peter had some sort of diary or documentation that we could read as a supplement to the lyric to this song so I could get more information into maybe what went horribly, horribly wrong, so we can avoid that terrible apocalyptic fate of having to live under the ocean with zero technological progress in the next thousand years. <laughs> it it really does seem like a warning because to, for for all my mind <laughs> I cannot think of a single positive reason that someone would choose to live underwater. Like, frankly, like, no, not I at think all. it would be We're cool land mammals. if we have technology that lets us better visit the underwater and interact with it. But I can't think of a single like I would I think I frankly would rather live like on another planet with no vegetation before I live underwater because you like, can't move around underwater. Like th- there's so many restrictive things about being underwater that would make life miserable compared to living even on like a, a space station or a different pl- like it's so like the the ambition of expanding outside of earth ca- can be viewed as a positive thing unless you're like oh earth sucks and that's why we had to leave but like if things go so bad that we don't find a way to leave earth and then there's no land available for us to live on anymore so we're forced <laughs> To live underwater and just be miserable down there. I can't think of a positive scenario that leads to that. I'll end with this. JB, busted. I am, th- I am so, th- don't get me wrong. I am so thankful that my great, great, great granddaughter is fine. And that my, that my ancestry has remained alive despite the horrible apocalyptic event that has forced us all underwater. But what about the rest of the human race? I'm concerned for the future of our of our livelihood as humanity, thanks to this precog omen from these two groups. And uh, I just hope Peter figures it all out. And I hope he's able to time travel back to the point at which everything went south. And I hope he rectifies it. I hope he kills Mecha Hitler or whatever he has to do. <laughs> Man. But, uh, but that's all I've got. And... Uh, as random as that rant was, I think it's about time that we actually do the random rant portion of the show. Before we begin, uh, we would love to have your random rant ideas on the show, and you have the ability to do that. So please send us topics to rant about in this segment of the show. If you want your random rant idea to be read, you can just email notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line, three words and three words only random rant idea and then put your actual idea in the email body uh, we basically actually uh, last night I created a new system for 
pulling up random rant ideas. It's no longer having to go through a list and stuff like that. Uh, I created a, a spreadsheet, and on one tab of the spreadsheet, it's got uh, a, a it's got every idea that we've gotten before, every random rant idea that we've gotten. I didn't put it together, and I will never venture into that tab, but it's there. And the other tab, uh, it generates a random number. It because it's able to record like how many topics we have in total. So it generates a random number from one to the number of topics in the list. And I'm able to plug that number into a box and then it'll output the associated topic. So I know nobody cares about that Excel nerd shit, but basically what that means is the ideas you present in your emails can appear on the show right away. There's no more waiting until the current list is exhausted. So Please overload our inbox at notallbadshow at gmail.com. Subject line, random rant ideas. Put your random rant in the body. We would love to be able to use only your ideas and your ideas only for our random rant topics. Just if something makes you mad at some point in the day, just shoot us a quick email. You don't have to say a lot. You don't have to say anything. You only have to put, if your random rant idea is one word, Put those three words in the subject line and that one word in the body. And that's four words of typing, super easy email. We would love to get it and we'll add it to the list. And right away, you can reasonably expect that your your topic's going to be right on the show. So with that being said, uh, the, random ran- gen- the random number generator has given me a two. If I plug two into my special contraption, <laughs> uh, we've got one actually from a fan, which is great. We've got, uh, well, maybe fan is a bit of a strong word, but uh, it's it's from uh, Adam, All right. who I have here. Apparently, Adam has sent three uh, in one. He, he sent three topics in one email. Uh, Adam, once we exhaust all three, I will go back and read your email and reply to it. So thanks for your patience. But this topic is being in an old group message that is still active but you don't care about it and it would be rude to leave. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I don't know if, so I, I've actually probably left. I I don't know. Do you, do you experience this currently having graduated? So most of the ones that I was in, by this point, have stopped remaining active. Um, in terms of ones I don't care about, there definitely are some, just some will crawl out of the depths of inactivity for someone to promote something. And it. Oh my God. <laughs> and at this point, it's like, all right, it's been a couple years. I don't want to leave specifically when you promoted something because then i'm i look like a, a a pretty pretty much a piece of garbage who like was like uh your one message in the th- the mission trip you're going on that you need to raise money for is what really pushed me over the line to say goodbye to all of you people forever um mission trip is sort of a a i agree that's on the fence but if it's something else I will immediately, I have no issue at all with leaving. I'm trying, I'm pulling up Facebook right now. Keep talking, stall me some time. I'm trying to find an example of of something I did recently in the Facebook group. Yeah. So a good example for me is there's some guy, this is not quite on the level of worthiness to pull up a group message that died out in like 2017. One guy's in some sort of model competition where he's trying to represent, I think it's Chubby's, but it, it's some, <laughs> it's some sort of clothing brand, and he's in a competition to be a model. And this is in, <laughs> let me add, this is in a Christian youth camp group message from all the staff from that summer. So it hasn't been active in years. And Oh my god. And he really was like, hey, I'd love for y'all to vote for me for the new male model for these chubbies or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, man, like, may, uh, frankly, if you if you individually messaged me, even though I don't know you that well, maybe I would have been like, yeah, man, like, I'll vote for you real quick. But you yeah, said right. to me in this group where it's like... Like this, this is the group you chose to promote your modeling career for this clothing brand. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? 
there was so uh, just to get back to the original concept uh there's no i don't think there's any group texts that i'm in currently that are both uh still active and ones that i don't want to be a part of every group that i'm in i i think currently in terms of texting that is still active i want to be a part of and any group i don't want to be a part of is inactive so i i don't really remember remember that exi- that it exists mm-hmm but this is this is funny because Adam, who submitted the question, is actually in this group with me. But this reminds me of um, at like our fish camp, uh, our fish camp 2014 Facebook group. Somebody at some point like posted in 2018 asking all of us to vote for their student body president candidate, which. <laughs> Anyone in this group at the absolute youngest is about to graduate and therefore cannot vote in the student body president election <laughs> or has no like has no reason to. But anyone else has already long graduated. So I literally said, stop posting stupid shit in here. It's 2018, <laughs> uh, which is like a huge dick move. Like that's like the meanest thing. But it's, it's, it needed to be said. Like, wh- what are you doing? what the hell do you think that you're doing? It's four years later and you're telling me what to, who to vote for, for student body president. This kind of shit just is, just drives me up a wall. I don't know why people continue to do this. Adam brings up an excellent point. I'm glad that he, he brought this topic to our attention because it's, it's good. And that being said, I'm a huge hypocrite because uh, so this kind of shit makes me super mad. But one thing that I just absolutely relish in is going back to groupies that have been dead for years and years and years and just posting something stupid in them and like, hey, guys, I'm going to Chewy's uh, this Thursday. Anyone want to join me? Like, I'm clearly not going to Chewy's, but I haven't spoken to these people in like five years. <laughs> and that's just so funny to me that I just re- they get a notification for a group they forgot they were a part of from a person they forgot they knew asking you to hang out. I, I love this, but... When anyone when anyone else does it to me, I'm I'm over it. Just shut shut the hell up. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody wants to vote for you for Chubby's model of the year or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, I don't have that many examples of groups that are active that I don't want to be a part of. At least for me, it's it more happens for me maybe a month after they've served their purpose. Where it's like, I played in an indoor soccer team in the fall, and we had like a group me for that just to discuss like, like when games are, occasionally maybe we do social things, like whatever. But then like, this this season ended in like November, December, and then it's like February, and someone wishes someone in the group a birthday, or like says happy Valentine's Day even, oh or like somebody like says like happy whatever, and it's like, like frankly like this group is like it served its purpose in this digital age. We don't know how yet we don't have social norms established yet for what the hell you're supposed to do when like these digital establishments have served their purpose. It's like, do I leave? Do I just stay in this until I die as an 80 year old man? And someone asks me to vote in the Texas A&M student body president election. Like I, d- if you say, if, if you say, if you, if you're getting at me about a, about an election, student body election, just go, screw yourself. I, I don't care. That's the worst thing you could do. Like, Hey, happy Valentine's day. I get it. That's kind. That's nice. All right. I don't, want to talk to you and that but it's still it's a good gesture but yeah. you tell me to vote for something i can't even vote for because i'm graduated <laughs> choke choke on it what are you doing it's ridiculous i hate this i hate this i i, I wish that i i it, my advice to you adam says uh what do you do like not what do you do but you know it sucks to be in an old group me that uh, it's still still active but you don't care, but it would be rude to leave. I would say be rude. I'm the guy who told someone to shut the hell up because it's 2018 and nobody's checking this four years later. <laughs> I agree. Be rude. Leave. Tell somebody off for, for posting something stupid. We're, it's a rev, it's revolution time. Stand up. <laughs> I really feel like, frankly, we, we need to somehow establish some social norm because I feel like most people – are paralyzed in their inactivity because they don't know what they are supposed to do with those old groups. It's like, 
it's in a weird way. So these groups, I feel like, are supposed to simulate as if you're in the same room with someone or a group of people discussing something. And so it's like when someone messages years later, the visual that I have is that we're somehow all in the same room and they they called us all together in order to tell us whatever they had to tell us. It's like, it, this better be pretty good. <laughs> like you've called us all together years <laughs> later. All right. I'm here. It better be worth my time. <laughs> listen, listen. It's the 24th of April right now. I don't want to, you know, here's a peek behind the curtain. It's Wednesday before we uh, release the episode. We're going to release it on the 29th of April. That means that a week from today, Wednesday, May 1st, May is officially leave that shitty group me day. May is May is be rude to a group message month. It is time for everyone to stand up, leave those group me's that are a part of, leave the group text you're a part of, talk down to somebody in a Facebook Facebook group that's still posting about their modeling career. Now is time. Take charge. Be rude because they're being rude to you by wasting your time. I'm say, I'm saying now it's it's time for the revolution to begin. May first is the day. Zach, Hit us up at Not All Bad Show on Twitter if uh, if you follow through with this. I have a suggestion that you're probably gonna hate, but I'm putting it forth nonetheless. Okay. I think before we leave these group me's, I think you and I should post something in an old group me of your choice that hasn't been active for at least a year. <laughs> and I think we should post something not I'm not going to do promotion because I don't actually have anything to promote and that is enough cringe that I don't want to but just something <laughs> just post something in old group before the next episode and I'm I would be excited for us to come back and discuss what our experiences were if anyone responded what they said if anyone left which is probably the best scenario uh and what happened well, the problem is like, so you are you saying that you post something and then and then bounce, or do you post something and then stay? I'm suggesting, at least for me, that I post something and then just see what happens. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, I don't want to leave. There's no group me that's that makes me mad enough to leave, but I've got a lot that I would love to just stir the pot in that are that are years and years old, and just watch what happens. Watch how many people just just bounce, just take off. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm down to do this. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Before next, it's next, May. It's Group Me Month, baby. Next month, we'll we'll have a report for you guys on what happened. <laughs> good, good talk. Good talk. Um, I think. Uh, thanks again, Adam, for sending that in. I think that's gonna probably wrap it up for that particular topic. We it may have been short, but we definitely got passionate, and that's all you can ask for here. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, you went first on the on the negative rant. So I'll think I'll take this one away for the positive rant. Do it. This, uh, my year 3000 rant probably caught, uh, pretty much everybody off guard. Definitely caught me um, off guard. This one is going to surprise nobody. I think everyone knew that this positive rant was going to come eventually. I think they knew that I was going to reach this topic sooner or later. Hawaiian shirts. Ooh. Uh, so I just a little bit of history. Um, a few years ago, I was going to uh, my first real spring break trip with uh, Adam was one of the participants on this trip, nonetheless. So shouts to Adam again for like the second episode in a row and the third time in a row in this episode. But uh, in <laughs> preparation for this trip, I bought my first Hawaiian shirt at uh, I think it was actually Sears. Of all places. Wow, of all places. Yeah, so I, I, I did it ironically, right? I was like, hey, we're going to the beach. We got to get a Hawaiian shirt. You know? Yeah. So I uh, I bought one, got a pretty good deal on it. It was a cheap one. It wasn't great quality, but I did it as an ironic joke. And let me say that I immediately fell in love. Uh, I, I, I purchased this like just a couple days prior to spring break. And of course, I wore it for the first time on the actual beach. And oh my God, it's it, it changed my life. I... I Again, I bought it as a joke, but once you put that Hawaiian fabric on your body, your eyes are open to an, a completely new world. I fell in love. I'm now a huge proponent of the Hawaiian shirt. Um, so much so that in some circles, 
Paul, I believe that you belong to one of these circles. I am like the Hawaiian shirt guy. Like that's you my are. reputation. Yeah. Can you confirm that? Yeah. Pretty much any social event that would occur without fail, you'd be wearing some variety of Hawaiian shirt. And very frequently it was a new one that I hadn't seen before. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a little uh, big headed of me to say, but <laughs> I feel like a lot of people know me as the Hawaiian shirt guy. And I, that reputation is something that I relish in. I love that. Uh, as a matter of fact, a couple weeks ago, uh, I went to a wedding, which was so fun and so great. It inspired my wedding positive rant from last mm. episode. But at that wedding, somebody came up to me, somebody that I had never met in my entire life. I've never seen. I don't know their name. I don't remember who they are. They came up to me and they said, oh, my God, you are Hawaiian shirt guy. They <laughs> knew me. I had a reputation as Hawaiian shirt guy. That was incredible. It lifted my ego to just a, a, a dangerous level. I was a risk to myself and others with, with how high I felt on myself at that moment, as if I wasn't already a massive, big-headed idiot. But having someone that I have never met before come up to me and know me as Hawaiian shirt guy just made my it made my year. My 2019 is better because of it. Um, and I think that's a struggle. I, I, I kind of consider myself, I'm trying to undo the stereotype that only frat daddies and literal daddies on vacation <laughs> wear Hawaiian shirts. Uh, I think at times, I, I most of the time, I, I accidentally fall into one of those categories anyway. So I'm probably not really doing the cause much good. But I, I, I'm trying to kind of erase the stereotype, right? Like normal people that are not unhinged and people that are like kind-hearted and, and but still kind of like somewhat hip can, you can pull off the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, this is a pretty quick one. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm going a mile a minute. Just, is that the expression? Whatever. I'm, 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 I'm just <laughs> blown through this because I love Hawaiian shirts. I'm amped about them, but they really are. They're great for so many situations. Like you said, Paul, they're great for, for parties. They're great for going out. Right. It, I love them because they're the only, I'm a very understated, boring attire type person. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be flashy. I'm trying to blend in. Okay. When it comes to Hawaiian shirts, it's all about the flash. It's the one piece of clothing I own that I wear to stand out. And, uh, like I said, they're great for parties. They're great for going out. But you don't have to be drinking. You don't have to be doing up to shen- up to some shenanigans to wear Hawaiian shirts. They're great for casual Fridays at the office. I've started wearing them every Friday. And then obviously they're great for uh, any activity that's out in the sun, barring activities that require a lot of athletic movement. You don't want to play football in a Hawaiian shirt. But hiking, Hawaiian shirts are great. Obviously chilling on the beach, chilling by the pool. Hawaiian shirts are great. Anything that you do outside that's meant to be relaxing rather than like a cardio exercise, they're, they're, they're so good. And one thing that I didn't really expect, I thought it was mostly a fashion statement why people wear them to the beach. But no, I was incorrect. They really do function well when you're out in the heat. I mean, you can unbutton your shirt, uh, depending on the situation, lower and lower and lower as it gets hotter and it lets the breeze in. The, show, the shirt, the fabric, it flows really well. The, the buttons and the... the the fact that the shirts are typically pretty baggy, they allow intake and exhaust of cooling breezes with ease. <laughs> it's such a good shirt design. I love them for both their practical standpoints and, and, and like wearing it as a fashion statement. I'm, I'm all in on Hawaiian shirts. Anyone listening to the podcast knows this, but it's about time that I give them the justice they deserve and just talk about them on the show. Yeah, I... I don't have a ton to say about them because I, I personally have not worn them, worn them, and most of my experience is literally from seeing you wear them. But I have seen I'm some honored. other. That means a lot. <laughs> I've seen a few, a handful of other people wear them, and one compliment I will give Hawaiian shirts is they dress for a lot of occasions surprisingly well. Oh in yeah. That totally. If you go to something that's almost more business casual, it'll stand out. But it weirdly almost fits because it's still collared and buttoned. But then especially if you're at something that goes from like more formal to being informal, kind of like you mentioned, I've seen people uh, utilize the buttons through unbuttoning in order to make them less and less casual as the night goes on. And there's something exactly weirdly impressive and uh, versatile about their ability to fit 
throughout various circumstances and formalities. I've been on record as saying this before, and I will say it again. The Hawaiian shirt is single-handedly, and I'm including something like blue jeans in this argument. The Hawaiian shirt is single-handedly the most versatile piece of clothing I own in my entire wardrobe. You've got attire for partying, right? Mm -hmm. Right, attire for play. You've got attire for uh, vacation. So you've got attire for casual Fridays at work, like I said. You've got attire for um, just standing out, being cool. And you've got attire for, this is key, costumes. Mm. It is so easy to put together some sort of costume with a Hawaiian shirt. You slather some white paint on your nose, wear a wide-brimmed hat, a Hawaiian shirt, cargo shorts, and tube socks. You're a dad (laughs) or you're a tourist. You put on a Hawaiian shirt, some uh tan some some khaki denim and some cowboy boots boom you're a drug dealer you're a mid-level drug dealer that is versatility right that is so key that is why i'm such a huge fan of the hawaiian shirt it is the most versatile piece of clothing i wear in my wardrobe huge fan i'm done I'm calling like it here. You really done. sold me on Hawaiian shirts. I don't think I own any, and now I feel very inclined to get one. You need to get some. You, you really do. I mean, just one. I, I will. I'll, I will truly will wrap it up with this. If you don't own a Hawaiian shirt, anyone, you, Paul, or anyone listening, my recommendation to you is this: If you are super, super unsure on the concept of, of a Hawaiian shirt, get your ass to Goodwill. They're gonna be there. Buy one. They're going to be cheap. It's not much of an investment. Just buy just buy one for a couple bucks at Goodwill. Try it out. You're going to love it, and you're going to want a better one. If you are more committed, if you're willing to take a deeper plunge, and you've got patience, wait till September. Wait till early September, late August. Go to the mall. Go to some somewhere like Dillard's, Macy's. Hawaiian shirts are going to be on sale because summer's over. You're going to get a great deal on a very quality Hawaiian shirt. Buy one of those. Hell, buy three. Hmm. I always do my Hawaiian shirt shopping at the end of the summer. Again, late August, early September. Great deals on extremely quality shirts. For me, I prefer the Caribbean brand. It offers a, a pretty good quality. They're, they're good quality for a really low price. It's the best balance for me. Check those out. If you want a Hawaiian shirt, those are my two methods to get it, to get your foot in the door. That's all I have to say. Follow that advice. Sweet. that I, I appreciate that because I was going to ask you where I should go to get it. Now All you right. know. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my uh, positive rant. Take it away. So <laughs> you might notice there's a little theme here. I really appreciate stain removers. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's clothes or carpets, there's something to be said for it. There's a lot of products that promise a lot of things. And frankly, if you follow the instructions on a lot of stain removers, it's magical what they can do. Get yourself an OxyClean or some other brand that's escaping me right now. And if you, if <laughs> Tide. you, <laughs> Tide, Tide definitely has one. And if you can just, especially with clothes, if you can just do it quickly when the stain happens, like within 24 hours, most likely it's going to come out. And that is, Something incredible and valuable in that it saves clothing for me since I am spilling sandwich juices and beers and water. Water probably is an issue. Water is probably fine. You're probably good with water. Water is probably helping take out wrinkles, if we're being honest. It's probably helpful. (laughs) Net positive. But um, whatever you have, it's incredible what stain removers can do. And, and And if some of your messiness spreads to carpets... Especially if you're aggressive about doing it quickly, it's amazing how effectively they can take stains out of carpets. And, you know, there's just something nice about, like I said, there's a lot of products that promise a lot of things that a lot of times don't work. But if you've got a stain, whether in your clothes or in carpets, you can legitimately, for most stains, count on those products to effectively remove the stain for you. It's incredible. Um, I'll, You know, this is... 
actually kind of a dramatic turn. I will also express frustration that there are certain <laughs> states that no matter what you do will not come out. <laughs> and now that I think about it. <laughs> examples. Examples. I cannot tell you how many times I've put just a dumb pen in my pocket and left it uncapped oh, no. or clicked in the wrong position and just soaked into my pants and no matter what I do with ink, I really don't think I can effectively get it out. I can get the ink stain to fade, but I cannot tell you. For some reason, I've kept them because I'm somehow convinced that either I'll have some event that calls for ink-stained pants or <laughs> that somehow... Uh, yeah, you always think, like, you always keep these, like, worst pairs of clothing in case you need to, like, paint a house or something <laughs> stupid like that. I do the same and, thing. And, like, or I'm somehow convinced that... Man, I didn't have luck two days after the stain was in there, but maybe if I wait three years, I'll, I'll, some new product will come out, or I'll learn some new technique that will effectively take out this ink. And frankly, that's not going to work. But <laughs> I cannot tell. I have at least like two or three khaki pants that just have ink pen stains, like just dots throughout, like near the pockets, like clearly soaked through the pocket like uh cotton fibers into the visible pant leg and it's it's unfortunate some of them are stains from multiple occasions maybe they got stained once i was like oof there's a black stain on these khaki pants but i'm gonna keep wearing them because it's just one stain and somehow there ended up being three more black marks and no, no matter how hard i've scrubbed <laughs> uh the the stain removers can't remove that and that's really a shame now that i think about it um but <laughs> it also it sucks that you really have to do it within 24 hours. But if you're really aggressive and you've got a, a, a regular food stain, uh, non-ink, and uh, you do it within a reasonable time frame, they usually work, and I appreciate that. But the more I think about it, there's definitely some clothes that I've permanently stayed. It's very unfortunate. I don't think I've ever really uh, – I don't have much experience. I don't really use stain removers that much. Again, I'm bragging on my eating abilities. But uh, typically if I get a stain, I'll just toss it in the washing machine and it's not so bad that that won't get it out. But I do – I own a, I own an OxyClean stain remover. I just always forget to apply it within you know, 24 hours. Zach, I'm going to have a moment of honesty here. I always apply oh, please. those stain removers to stains before I put them in the wash. However, now that I think about it frankly – all my experiences with them have been when I put them in the wash. So maybe just the washing cycle itself is effective enough. And so actually <laughs> I, I I'm really calling into question all the confidence I had in these stain removers. Cause actually maybe it was just the washing machines doing the heavy lifting and I was giving OxyClean all the credit. And now I'm really questioning all this confidence and goodwill. I felt towards these stain removers. I'm, I'm really questioning a lot right now. That's a good point, actually. Well, if uh, do some research. If you find out something separately, if you find out that the OxyClean is really not doing anything for you, let me know. Hit me up. Send me a text message, and I will I will personally alter every single one of the times that you said uh, OxyClean to say washing machine, and we can just we'll we'll just we'll just pivot this entire rant to be about washing machines. Per perfect. I I no appreciate problem. that because there's a good chance that all this praise I'm giving for. OxyClean is actually a dessert for the modern washing machine. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't want to be wrong on this show. That's not something that we've yeah. ever done before, nor will we ever do. So we certainly want to avoid our, any situation our researchers that, that comes across like that. meticulously finger through all the topics and details that we bring up ahead of time and ensure that everything we say is 100% factually accurate and can be taken at face value. Absolutely. Very true. Good. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, I, I'm left done? questioning things, but that's I probably shouldn't say anything else before I make more false statements potentially. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to conclude this episode, episode 13. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like us on SoundCloud, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes. And you can also find us on Google Play and Spotify if uh, that's where you want to listen. We're on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and we would super like to hear from you there, especially on uh, whatever we talked about earlier when we said, hey, tweet at the show, and then I forgot in the meantime since we <laughs> said that. But uh, you remember because you're a, a, a very vigilant listener. Vigilant? What's the word? Vigilant? Oof. 
I think it's vigilant. Yeah. I always get that mistake mistaken. I'm just, wow, what a horrible loss of momentum I just had. Anyway, we'd love to hear from him on the Twitter at Not All Bad Show. Also, yeah, and, and you you know what else? You know, Zach and I just committed to this week texting an old dead group message or group <laughs> me. I would love if some of our listeners would find some old group message, old group me that they have no business messaging in. If you guys would uh, send something outlandish or or normal, whatever uh, floats your boat, uh, to those group me's and, and let us know. Email the show at notallbadshow at gmail.com. If you t- if you have a good story to tell about your experience with a re- you reviving an old message, we will potentially read on the show. Oh yeah, and we'd for sure. love to hear from you. Absolutely, hit us up there with anything. We'd love to hear from you as well as not all bad show on Twitter. And please follow us. We could use more followers on Twitter. Um, also, if you've got more random rant ideas, again, you now have the opportunity to have your random rant idea read on the show immediately after sending it. Uh, no longer do we have to exhaust the previous list, as Adam can attest to his rant being read on the show today. We'd love to hear from you. Please hit us up, notallbadshow at gmail.com. And if you're including a random rant idea, please have random rant idea as the subject line and then include your idea in the body. Uh, other than that, I think that's probably going to do it for us this week. Again, thanks for listening. I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. And this has been not all bad. I think uh, we're going to make a theme out of this. This is going to be our new catchphrase for real. Ooh. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. Zach, I'm going to have to stop you right there because I have never had to pee this bad in my life. And you're welcome to leave this in the episode, but I'm going to have to stop right now and go empty my bladder. Much like the burp, I believe I will put this at the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go.